0: Hi, and welcome to the human side of business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The human side of business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there. This is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co host, along with Scott Rust, of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium sized businesses around the world. By exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to episode number 39 of the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, and McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Tanya Prisk, Executive Director at the Center for Women in Business. Tanya brings global and corporate connections to drive her community forward with big picture strategies with a focus on women business owners across Nova Scotia. With a passion for people, economic development, and the ability to identify new opportunities wherever she goes, Tanya and her team are on a mission to provide the resources women entrepreneurs need to overcome challenges and thrive. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you. Good morning. It's our pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about the Center for Women in Business, and a little bit about your journey uh, to where you're at right now as Executive Director. Sure. Um, So...
1: For the last 17 years, I've worked for the Centre for Women in Business, uh, the last seven as the executive director. So, previous to that, I was a regional business facilitator covering um, the area from the uh, from the Amherst border to the Cancel Causeway. So, meeting with women in all sectors and uh, in all communities. And from that, um, you know, I guess really my, my keen interest is in economic development. Mm-hmm. And so, just thinking about what the center is able to do to help women spark the economy with new new business creations with diversifying their current businesses looking for global opportunities it's really exciting and and a big part of what we do so um, we work with women at the center for women in business um, I, I like to call it across the full entrepreneurial continuum so really from that idea stage right through to succession planning and so most of the work that we do is in the business or management skills development area but we also Like to think of ourselves as connectors and being able to develop help women develop networks that they need to be able to grow their business. We also do a lot of research, being um, situated on the campus of Mount St. Vincent University. We're very fortunate to be able to work with faculty and researchers there to look at ways that we can help uh, women business owners what are their needs, what are the gaps. And we also uh, concentrate a lot on export and supplier diversity, so really helping Uh, women enter the supply chains of corporations or governments, and helping those uh, same corporations and governments understand why it's important to have diversified supply chains. And I think that the last piece that we really work on at the center is uh, because we are on on campus, we're very focused on our students. And Mm -hmm. uh, this past year during a pandemic has been exceptional in terms of students reaching out wanting to kind of start those side hustles to replace their income that had been lost by uh, the closure of, of restaurants and retail outlets. And um, so it has been an exceptional year. And, and we usually, we have one program called the RBC Alliance of Young Women Entrepreneurs. This year we had a cap it at 50 and we had 17 of those 50 uh, young female students who uh, participated actually started uh, a, a business during the pandemic, so really excited about that. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know my my passion led from um, being introduced to economic development uh, through a, a position I took in 1988, and it has just grown exponentially. Love working in communities, love seeing how we can help, and and so that's really what has led me to this position here today.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: I think it's really exciting, Tanya, you mentioned, you know, that you kind of offer entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs uh, services from the idea stage all the way through to the end. I think it was really well showcased when you're talking about how you're supporting students uh, throughout the pandemic and, you know, how you know, 17, I think you mentioned out of the 50 actually went on to start their own business. In Absolutely.
1: Yes, yes.
2: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's really heartwarming to see and to mm-hmm. see how resilient they really are. Um, students really struggled uh, with the first three or four months when mm-hmm. when the university closed in March, mm-hmm. um, and especially a lot of the international students.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
1: very difficult mm-hmm. for them. So um, you know, we were there at first, I think, more for moral support, but then they they realized the more that they got involved with the entrepreneurial community. Mm-hmm. Um, RBC stepped up to the plate and, and did a peer mentor uh, piece with these young females. So each uh, each week they would meet with them, talk about their journey and their careers, and then the uh, young females would get an opportunity to to share their journey as well and and kind of see where they could help each other. So it's it's been uh, it's been a great uh, it's been a long fourteen months, but but it's been a great fourteen months.
2: Angela, let you jump in there. I feel
0: like you've a question. <laughs> no I'm, I'm kind of sitting on my hands here, excited to kind of jump in. Um, so, you know, in looking at your journey a little bit more, Tanya, um, what has been your biggest learning in stepping into the role, that role of executive director with the Center of Women in Business?
1: Oh, gosh. My biggest learning challenge, or my, I, I, you know, I guess I could say, um, the biggest learning piece has been working with the team, keeping a team, um, you know, excited and creative, and cohesive, and so all of those HR pieces that go along with it has certainly been a learning curve for me. Um, we're so fortunate at the center to have a vibrant team of women who come with all different skill sets and. All different knowledge, so you know, trying to harness each of that uh, those skill sets and and making sure as a team that we're all contributing. I think that has been probably one of my biggest learning moments.
0: Mm, definitely, and it's always uh, an interesting d- dynamic stepping into an organization and understanding um, you know what's going on and where you can assist and where you have to. Um, point your attention to immediately to help further elevate your team. Certainly.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I, like I said, I, I, I couldn't say enough about the CWD Mm -hmm. CWB team. They are fantastic and um, they are so motivated and have been so supportive of of women throughout the pandemic. It has been, it has been really truly a wonderful thing to watch and lead. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I guess talking about the, um, talking about the team that you're, you're leading and that you're working with, um, tell us a little bit more about your vision uh, for that team, for the Centre for Women in Business. I
1: guess we, we've just finished a strategic planning session. So, you know, really, I always say um, we come to work every day for the women that we serve. And, and certainly that is our motto is how can we help And um, so I think, you know, for the team, uh, I really do push them on that creativity side. You know, I'm always asking them, what are we missing? Um, Who aren't we helping? Who could we be helping? Could we help in a different way? Is -hmm. there a gap that we're not seeing? And, And I always really encourage them to look on forward. So, you know, I always say we want to be the leading, on the leading edge of things. We don't want to be trailing everybody else. So I guess I really do challenge them in, in that respect. The, the vision is is to um, have equal participation of women in uh, women entrepreneurs in the economy. We're lagging behind. And, mm-hmm. and so we really want to help um, focus in on the federal government's commitment commitment of doubling the number of women entrepreneurs by 2025 and the pandemic has slowed us down definitely but we're still working on it.
0: That's fantastic and and there's a lot of insightful thoughts there Tanya that you've just expressed and shared with us and the viewership Um, a lot of it being around the environment and pushing forward with creativity and empowering your team members to help achieve the metrics of doubling women entrepreneurs. So how do you go about creating that environment uh, for your team members to thrive in?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I I guess every team meeting that we have, when I go to say, I've got an idea, everybody's like, put your eyes down. (laughs) (laughs) Here she goes again. So I I guess you know it really is just um, you know talking a lot about what what's going on in the situations, um, seeing where we can help. Um, you know, the COVID has given us a gift, and 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 I hate to say it that way, but it has it has allowed us to reach more women, mm-hmm. um, especially underrepresented women, because you know through video chat through. Through um, interactions like this, they're not, um, you know, they see us all on an even playing field. You know, somebody's kid pops up, and you know, so we're all kind of in it um, at the same time. And I think I just forgot the question. My apologies.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I can repeat <laughs> it. So, how do you, how do you go about creating an environment for your employees to thrive? Okay, so um, I, I guess for us,
1: we um, I make sure that that the team has what they need in terms of, you know, you're working from home, do you need another screen? Do you need your your computer from work? Do you need your chair from work? And then we connect. Um, when the when we first uh, went virtual, we connected no less than three times a week. Mm. So just making sure. Sometimes it was just a check in, just to make sure everybody was doing okay. Um, and and I guess from that point, you know, just making sure that we were all moving forward. Uh, did they need professional development help? Did they need mental um, mental health um, assistance? Because we were all struggling, and and I could see it. Mm. I could. They were tired. Um, mm-hmm. And so, really, just you know talking a lot, making sure that they knew that they were appreciated, that it was okay if they had to step away from their desk for an afternoon, just to clear the cobwebs, um, right. that family comes first, um, you know, take care of your family, take care of yourself, and everything else will fall into line so that's really my my approach with a team and and you know quite often i'll i 'll just say to them, you know just you know you don't have to work." eight to four, eight 30 to four 30. Um, that hour that you commit is, is enough. So, you know, stop and take a break. And, and I think that's important, um, to make sure that they, they know that.
2: Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing from that Tanya is being kind of flexible with everybody's given situation, recognizing that you know working from home is not like working in the office. And I know both Angela and I have kind of seen that with a lot of clients we're working with as well as, you know, The lines between work and life have been blurred when, you know, your office is steps away from the kitchen or the bedroom. And so it's being able to take a step back and not necessarily even individually compare yourself to, hey, this is how productive I was in the workplace. Why am I not working in the same capacity here at home, but rather practicing a little self-compassion around?
1: Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm always one to challenge them. When I see the sun is shining, I usually send a note and say, get outside, like get outside. (laughs) Don't be chained to your, to your computer screen for eight hours. It's not going to do you any good. And, and it took a long time for employees to kind of, you know, those who weren't used to working remotely. I mean, I've worked Mm -hmm. remotely for 17 years. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's easy for me, but the transition was difficult. And Mm -hmm. even some of our, um, some of our team members who I had said before to them, before the pandemic closed us down, you know, you could, you don't have to be in the office, you can work from home. And they were like, no, 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 I I like working in the office, it gives me structure. And, and those attitudes have certainly changed. I think they, you're right, they like the flexibility, they like to, to be there. Um, Certainly, our animals are a lot happier uh, in our households. and, uh, And, and, you know, I know the children can sometimes be difficult, but it's great that they can be there to support them and and uh, so it's it's yeah mm. it's really essential
0: so it sounds like to me there's a lot of um, give and take in the environment of the center of women in business in the sense of really ensuring in times of need that your team members are set up for success and it's not just from an operational perspective like do you have the right chair or screen at home but rather are you okay and in some circumstances if we are having a more difficult day then take what you need and there's, it sounds like there's a lot of trust there, which is beautiful. It's trust in understanding that there's objectives or tasks or things that have to get done, and they will get done with regards to your, your team members' plates and what they have on the go. And so looking at the flip side of it with regards to alignment, what challenges do you face um, in keeping employees or team members aligned with your company vision?
1: You know what I think just because we we just recently completed our strategic plan we are all in line um you know awesome. we've we've just reviewed we've identified you know the tasks and the timelines and and I think we're we're all really committed and and you know I always say and and when we welcome a new employee um you're not here to do a job you're here to do a job on behalf of a woman business owner so they are Mm. our first priority and so if that's if they're not in line with that um our women business owners come first um, you know, when we're looking for funding, when we're when, especially during COVID, when there was yeah. a lot of funding around and, and uh, through the women's entrepreneurship strategy, we wanted to make sure that it went into the pockets of women business owners mm-hmm. and directly or indirectly. Yes. And so I think that that's the biggest uh, piece.
2: And, and talking further, I guess, about uh, women business owners, uh, you mentioned in the beginning, you know, part of the services that you offer is really supporting their growth. Um, and I'm curious, what kind of programs or what kind of um, development have you seen and needed more now than maybe in the past um, or so, has been sought out by women business owners um, to help them grow and help them uh, continue to thrive?
1: Yeah, it's it's been a challenging year. Um, certainly, uh, over the last 14 months, a lot of has been uh, digital assets. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, upgrading of websites, upgrading of shopping channels, um, even just you know, for, um, for trainers and facilitators Mm -hmm. was taking their uh, programs totally virtually. So how did, how could they do that and remain engaged? So those were some of the top things that they, um, I think, you know, always, um, and, you know, there was also lots of opportunities. We saw a lot of businesses just couldn't keep up depending on what sector they were in. So, you know, for them is, you know, I'm growing exponentially. I need help. I'm not sure how to do this. um, Mm -hmm. uh, Debt and, and capital of course was always a concern. So those were Mm -hmm. some of the things that, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I maintain my employees? How do I keep them on and and still be able to pay my bills? And uh, so really looking at the, um, I guess really looking at uh, hard hard at your you know what what kit what could you give up in your business, and really uh, really being um, lean in terms of mm. being able to operate. So those were those were quite quite a few of the things that we uh, that we faced a lot of it was also i i would say you know the the um, the mental anguish of of you know everything being on a woman uh, all of a sudden i'm i'm babysitter i'm teacher i'm taking care of my parents and we're doing this all in a two bedroom apartment um you know so those are some of the things is trying to trying to help women um, understand that there were Um, outlets for them and that they weren't alone.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can certainly, Scott and I can certainly resonate on the scaling and tech side of things, um, especially through this pandemic. It's like, you know, how do we switch gears and what type of resources are out there? And when can we go for supports? And I know just in being Nova Scotia myself, that Center of Women in Business was really front and center uh, on those types of topics with regards to your newsletter and reaching out and even taking the time, uh, your consultants to check in with women business owners. Um, so it's really been kind of a step up, not not just a step up, but really stepping in and leaning into be business owners um, through these times in the past 15 months. Um, so kind of looking forward, what can we get excited about from the Center of Women in Business looking in the next 12 months?
1: Gosh, well, we turned 30. So, uh, that's, that's a big uh, milestone, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so we stay tuned. We're working on, uh, we're working on what that 30th year is going to look like, but we really want to make it special. Um, We're looking ahead, I guess, really in terms of um, helping women with with growth in their companies. So export markets, um, Mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of virtual markets, which has been great, especially for women, Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of them, you know, it's difficult to not only just get away from your office, but to get away from your family. So virtually it has been tremendous. And we've seen some great uptake on that. Okay. getting more women in supply chains. its It's been my passion for 10 years and mm. and uh, making sure that uh, women know of the advantages. So so that's a piece that we'll continue to look at. And I think too, um, you know, we, we, we this year has really allowed us to take a look at the various stages of growth of businesses mm. and where we can better support. So I think a lot of times those startups, while well, there's lots of... Uh, help for a person to get into business. It's that first couple of years that is kind of a, a void there. Yes. There's not a lot of programs available for them mm-hmm. because they don't have the, the, uh, you know, the financial statements or whatever it might be. So we're really trying to look at that gap and, and, and how we can help. So we've uh, introduced some mastermind groups, which has worked well. Um, and I think to our high growth um you know, we think of our women business owners that we work with with over a million in revenue, and you know they were they were impacted big time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's similar to all businesses, but you know they had more employees, they had more debt, they had. So we continue to develop programming around how we can help them, and and we did have a program through the we called it a recovery program. Um, but now we're ready to launch uh, in a few weeks our Greater Heights for Growth project, and that is working specifically with women across Canada in that million-plus revenue piece. So really looking forward to seeing how that unfolds.
0: Yes, that's exciting.
1: And of course, we've got a, we'll have a new president at Mount St. Vincent University in the coming months. So Mm -hmm. we'll look forward to new direction and and helping them deliver part of their strategic plan. So really excited about about the new direction um, and and the focus that the Mount has on helping women um, and uh, and how we can help on the entrepreneurship side.
2: Well, in in kind of coming to a close here, we always ask our our guests uh, this last question here, and so I'd love to hear from you, what are three words of inspiration uh, you'd like the world to hear, or more importantly, uh, women in business uh, to hear?
1: Never give up. And and I think, to me, there's always a solution to the problem. You just have to figure out that best solution. And, mm. and you know, I we've seen a lot of this during the pandemic, where women have said, I, I'm I might have to close my business. I don't think I can keep it open, or should I keep it open? Mm. It's it's you're not you're not failing. Um, you're making a wise business decision, and you know you'll always come out of it the other end uh, better for it. So I that I think you know never give up is really my motto. Is there's you just have to keep looking. There there is a solution to to your your issue.
0: Exactly. Thank you for leaving us with those last words, Tanya. And we really appreciate your time with us today. It's been wonderful
1: chatting with you. Thank you so much. And and on behalf of the Center for Women and Business team, to our audience, please reach out to us. You can find us uh, just about everywhere. <laughs>
0: And this is just it. Um, so essentially from a, a podcasting perspective, we're going to share your uh, entrepreneurial insights uh, on our uh, LinkedIn pages, on our Facebook pages, uh, and through our podcast suite as well. Uh, and for anybody else who would like to know more information, we're going to be putting more information and in how to reach out to the Center of Women in Business in our comments. Um, and so we just want to thank everybody for tuning in today uh, with regards to the Elevate Business uh, podcast podcast. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuitiveperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your full-person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the human side of business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting. Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.